0: just remain standing for a moment turn with me to Matthew chapter 21 verses 1 through 5 thank you to this team today leading us into worship it's a very important part of the service that we set the atmosphere for the word that is about to come the word that God gives us to live by and to help us So thankful for his word. We're thankful for all of our Lighthouse family that are here with us today. Any guest that is here, we thank you for taking your time to come and to be at Lighthouse Church with us today. Pastor Buford is out preaching, preaching out. Another church is going to be blessed by his ministry today. And uh, we are thankful uh, to have you all here with us. If you're a guest today and pastor obviously is not here preaching Come back next Sunday. Well, next Sunday's, Brother Brother Care. you got to come back two Sundays in a row to hear, Pastor. Yeah, we're thankful to have each of you here with us today. If you did not receive a guest card, if you're a guest, you did not get a card today, we'll have someone out in the foyer whenever service is over. They'll have a little badge on that says, I can help. They'll get you a card. We'd love to connect with you more. And we thank you again for being here. With us, Matthew, chapter twenty-one, verses one through five says: Now when they draw, when they drew near to Jerusalem, and came to Bethpage, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord needs them, and He will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of the beast of burden. Today, I want to preach to you, hopefully for a short time, but I feel like I have a lot to say today. (laughs) It will be for a short time on the topic meant for more. Meant for more. I want you to put down your Bibles, if you will. I want you to lift your hands all across this place, and let's pray that the Lord would speak to us today. Lord, we thank you, God, for the spirit that we've already felt here today. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for what you've already done. Lord, we just ask that as your word is brought forth, Lord, that you would speak to us uh, Lord, that you would help us, God. Lord, that our hearts would be open to receive your word, Lord. And that you would help me, God, to speak the words that you have given me to speak. Lord, for this congregation on this day, Lord, you knowing who would be here. Lord, we thank you for your word. And we ask all of this in the name of Jesus. And everyone said amen. 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 You can be seated. Thank you for standing. This morning, my intention It's 12.06. This afternoon, my intention is to try to help someone, to encourage someone and to help them to reach their full potential in Christ and to have everything that God wants you to have. I want you, by the end of today, to understand, to understand that in everything going on around us in this world, that through the lies of the enemy, that through everything that we face and everything that we are told by society, that we are meant for more, that we are meant for more. In 1943, there was a mechanical engineer named Richard James who was working on an invention for the Navy to help secure equipment while on a ship at sea one night he's up and he's working on this piece of equipment that's going to help stabilize equipment that or this this invention that's going to help stabilize equipment as uh, as they're on as they're out on the sea on the ship and and his prototype falls off of his desk and it begins tumbling end over end across the floor he quickly realizes the mesmerizing action that's taking place in front of him and found it to be somewhat entertaining. He then stops working on the process to stabilize the equipment on this naval ship and he began pursuing this piece of metal spring like material as a toy that we would call the Slinky. The Slinky would become one of the most iconic toys. In history, just a few years back, a, a movie coming out, a cartoon with the, the slinky dog bringing sales back around to another generation. It's one of the most iconic toys in history. It has been featured in the Smithsonian and sold. it has sold over 250 million pieces to date. It has been taken to space and continues to be its toy that is enjoyed By every generation. How many of you ever had a slinky? Every hand. Amen. The slinky. Everyone knows what that is. Now, this this toy, this thing, as popular as it is and as as fun as it is to play with, the fact remains that the purpose of this metal spring-like material was never completely used for the full potential that it was designed for. While now it's more popular than it would have been on a naval ship, it's only now used for entertainment, where its purpose was to be created for something more, something much more important and something much more impactful. Today, my intention here is to help someone to understand their purpose in the kingdom of God. To understand why you were created, why God put his hands to the clay and began to mold you and to create you for a purpose and he has an intention for what he wants you to do. We were formed in the womb by the hands of God delivered into this world but then delivered from this world by the power of the Holy Ghost we have been given purpose and we have been given a power to continue to go day to day. But we are not just a subject of this world. And we are not just subject to the things of this world, but we have a power that lives within us. I'm so glad that they sang this song today. This song, we, we did not coordinate this, but but it flowed right into it, it, it has flown right into what we are what God is trying to tell us today, that there is a purpose for the power that rests within us. That if we have received the gift of the Holy Ghost, that God has given us a power and an authority, and he has given a purpose to use that power. I want to encourage you today, To recognize who you are and to see the potential that you have on this earth. To understand that your power in Christ and to use it to do the work that God has called you to do. We as a church, we as a body, we as a member of the body of Christ, we have been given the ability to do two great things in our life. When we begin to understand who we are through Jesus, we understand that we have power to live an overcoming life and that we have a commission to go and to share the truth with all of those around us. Two great things that God tells us that we have and that we must do. That we have power and that we have a commission to go and to share that truth with the whole world. We have been created with precision and with purpose. Look at your neighbor and say, I've been created with precision and with purpose. God has a plan for each and every one of us. He has a plan and a work that he wants us to do. He has something for each and every one of us, but we have to understand who we are and the power that we have and the way that we work through that for us to be able to tap into everything that God has for us. We are meant for more. The enemy comes into this world and he attacks us and he attacks us in our mind. The enemy tries to convince us day by day that we are less than what we are. The enemy gets in our mind and begins to tell us and bring up all of the things from our past and all of the problems that we've had before and begins to to convince us that we are nothing, that God does not love us, that God cannot love us, that if he only knew, if we only understood how evil we were, that God would never give us power, that God would never give us authority that God would never let us do what the word says that he that we can do through him but I'm here today to tell somebody God has created you with intention. God has a purpose and a plan for your life. That God does love you. That he came and he died and he shed his blood. Not just to wash away your sins, but to take away your shame of all of that past. He has washed it away. He has covered it with his blood. And he says, I give you power to live over the consequences and the sin that has attacked you. Come on, I need you to understand today who you are and the power that you have through God. I've come into this place today with, with this feeling on me so heavily. I sit in my office today and, and I had I had a couple things going through my mind. Number one, I was excited to preach this. I, there's sometimes you get a sermon, Brother Perryman, I'm sure you've experienced this. You get a sermon that, that you're working on and God's talking to you and you're like, man, I cannot wait to, to get in there and to preach this. But there was a heaviness as well that was, that, that, that was on me. That was saying they need to understand. I want them to understand. I want my people to understand. There's some people that are going to walk in here today. They've got to understand who they are. They've got to understand the power that they have if they're ever going to be what I've called them to be. I come in here today and I rebuke every lie of the enemy. I rebuke every lie of the enemy that tries to tell you that you are not good enough, that you cannot experience the love of Christ, that you cannot walk in the truth of God, that you cannot do what God has called you to do. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. We were meant for more than what the enemy tries to tell us. The Bible tells us Jeremiah 29, chapter 29, verse 11. He says, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you. Plans not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. My God created you, and whenever you were born, he had a plan for you. He had a plan for your life. He had a plan for what he wanted you to do. I understand this is a promise to the children of Israel in the Old Testament. A promise to the Jews and God's chosen people. I understand all of that, but I'm here to tell you today, his promises still stand true today. He does not plan to harm you. My God is not always looking out from heaven trying to figure out how he can strike you down, but my God wants to help you and to give you what you need to make it in this life. You were meant for more we're going to roll into the New Testament here in case you don't believe that the Old Testament is for you. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We are his workmanship. He created us with a plan. He created us with a purpose. He prepared a way before us so that we We should walk in them. He has created a path for each and every person here today. He has created a way for you to salvation. And he has created a vessel to go. He is just waiting for someone to get on board with him and to say, you know what? The scripture says that I can walk in truth. The scripture says that I can live above sin. The scripture says that I don't have to worry about the shame of my past. So I'm going to believe it. I'm going to stand on it and I'm going to live my life the way the word says. I am meant for more. We have to recognize who we are. We have to see ourselves the way that God sees us. But that's hard to do. That's hard to do. We can't see ourselves the way God sees us. We can't do it. He loves us unconditionally. And the truth is, we don't even love ourselves unconditionally. We see our faults, we see our failures, we see our downfalls, and we say, you know what, I'm having a hard time even loving myself. How can a perfect God love me? But that's why He's perfect, because He sees those things too. he says you know what I remember a day that you came down to an altar and you said God forgive me of all of those sins God forgive me of all of those wrongdoings he remembers a day whenever you went into the water and you were baptized in Jesus name and you went into covenant with him he remembers the day that you come up out of that water clean and new your sins remitted gone forever starting on on a new path he remembers the day that his spirit came into you and you begin to speak in a new language that you never learned before as the spirit gave the utterance he remembers that happening and you know what that means more than all the stuff in the past he said you're mine you're mine you're one of mine and i give you power to live over the sin of this world and the things of this world you were meant for more We have to understand who we are. We have to understand who we are to God and who we are in the Holy Ghost. Galatians chapter 4 and verse 7 says, So you are no longer a slave. You are no longer a slave but a son. Then an heir through God. First Peter 2 and 9, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellence of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. I need someone here to understand that we were in darkness, but we have been called out, that we have been called into his light and that he has put us on a path and he has made a plan for us and he has given us a purpose and we are meant to walk that path we have been made with a purpose we have been created with intention and God has planted us where we are today for a reason the problem is that we get to a place where we start listening to the world around us we start believing the lies of the enemy. We begin living our lives less than what God has planned. And it's time that we as a chosen generation, this royal priesthood, these that are not no longer slaves to sin, but sons of God, that we stand up, that we rise up with the power and the authority that God has given us, that he created us to operate with. And we make up our minds. I will live my life called as God has called me to live. I will do the work that God has asked me to do. I will obey the voice of the Lord when he speaks. We must understand who we are, what God has called us to do, and the power and the authority that God has given us to do it. Come on, I want you to put your hands together right now, and I want you to give God praise for who he is for who we are in him and for what we are able to do through him. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. We worship you, God. We thank you, Lord. The Bible says that there is a way that seems right unto man, but in the end it leads to death. But if we will wait upon the Lord... Come on, if we will find us a place where we follow his path, where we stick to his plan, we will understand that his ways, they're higher than our ways. That he knows the end from the beginning. And we will do more with him than we could ever do on our own. We have to understand who we are. And who we are with him. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 heavily quoted almost becomes more of a cliche it says that we will receive power after the holy ghost has come upon you that there will be a power that we will receive many times we look at that and and we see it and, and immediately we start thinking of all these other things that we can do through the power of the holy ghost But the purpose of the power is that we are to be his witnesses. That you will receive power to be my witnesses. We were designed for greatness. That in the beginning we were created to be in relationship with God. To have the ability to live for eternity with him. Death was not a thing. We were a supernatural being, if you will, here on this earth, but able to speak with God and God with us and he helps us and we help him. But through sin, there was this separation. But I want you to know we were designed from the beginning for greatness. But through sin, sin entered into this world And try to convince us that we are not able to be what God has called us to be. To do the things that God has called us to do. But that whenever we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and as that spirit begins to work in us and to work through us that something great begins to happen that there is a power that comes upon us and you know how we're going to be his witnesses the world is going to see a change in our life and we're no longer going to be living in fear we're no longer going to be living with anxiety come on we're going to look different we're going to talk different we're going to be different that Holy Ghost is going to give us something that's going to cause us to live our life differently than we did before and the world's going to start looking and saying you know what something's different about him what is it that's different about you it's not that the power that the power gives us the ability to be able to walk up and just witness to people it will do that but there's something that's going to happen within you that the world is going to see you and say i want to have what they have we will be his witnesses Second Timothy chapter one verse seventeen, for God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and of love and of self control of a sound mind. Luke chapter ten verse nineteen. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. There's a power that we receive with the Spirit of God. Jesus' last words, he speaks to the disciples and he gives them a commission. He's speaking with them and he says says, you will operate with all authority that is in my name with all power that I have. You're going to cast out devils. Come on, the sick is going to be healed. You're going to speak with new tongues. You're going to do great things with this power that I have given you. Then Ephesians 3 and 20, I know I'm throwing a lot of scripture at you today, but but we got to understand who we are according to the scripture, not according to this world, not according to society, not according to influencers and all the social media and the things that we see, but according to the word, what does the word say? Who does the word say that I am? Ephesians three and twenty. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think. Come on, we read that scripture and we stop right there and we say, "Man, he's able to do far more abundantly than I can ever even ask or I can ever even think." But we've got to go past that that comma right there. According to the power that works within us, it takes us doing something. It takes us stepping out. It takes makes us understanding who we are. How does he do it? He does it through the power that works within us. We've got to understand that I'm not just another person walking on this earth, but I have been given a power and an authority over everything that would try to come against me. And whenever the Holy Ghost activates within me, there is nothing that I cannot do. I was meant for more. The only way that we will ever that we will ever live the life that God has called us to live. The only way that we will ever do the things that God has called us to do. The only way that we will ever overcome the things that come against us is for us to understand who we are and the authority that we have. That's the only way. That's the only way, church. We were not designed. God did not mean for us. We were not, we were not created and meant to live downtrodden and hurt and getting up every day depressed and not wanting to live. But we were meant for more than that. We were meant, we were created to live an overcoming life through the power of the Holy Ghost. And I need for someone today to understand that in your life. We have a power. We have power. While preparing for this, Lord quicken to me a story that I I heard as a young child, Brother Donald McCool. I don't know if anybody knows who Brother Donald, do you know who Brother Donald McCool is? The McCool family, evangelists and preachers, many people coming to God through their ministry. My wife's mom. Uh, their family's in church today. Her her mom was six years old whenever they went to a uh, to a uh, a tent revival that brother uh, brother uh, brother McCool not this McCool one of his brothers was preaching uh, brother Bob McCool and his twin brother they were preaching and uh, in 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 Atlanta Georgia came to the Lord through their ministry many people blessed by that but I remember as a child hearing him at our church tell this story. And I began to get on Facebook and to message some of the McCool family and say, Can y'all find this story for me and send it to me? I want to use it tomorrow. Bear with me for just a moment as I tell you the story of Chief Running Oil. In the early 1900s, somewhere in Texas, on Texas soil, there lived an old Indian called Chief Running Oil. Now, that was quite a name for such a unique man, but Texaco and Standard struck oil on his land. Now there were 400 barrels a day. Money started rolling in and it didn't take too long to accumulate some friends. It changed his whole lifestyle and he wasn't a bit meticulous. In a stove top hat and big bow tie, he looked a bit ridiculous. Now in his own eyes he was quite the scene, so he went downtown and he bought himself a limousine. Now, it was, a long, it was long and black, and he called it Dark Running Cloud, and everywhere he went, he always drew a crowd. Now, when he went downtown, it's worthy of mention, he would tip his hat and smile just to draw some attention. He would throw out silver dollars to him. It was all a thrill, and sometimes he would light a cigar with a $20 bill. Now, you would think his wreck, he had wrecked that limousine, but there was something that you didn't know. He had a pinto pony hitched to the front, pulling it mighty slow. Now, what he didn't realize or maybe understand, that under the hood, he had a hundred horses just wanting for his command. Now, if he would turn on the key and start that thing, he had awesome power. But he preferred to be pulled around at just two or three miles an hour. Now, some folks are like Chief Running They brag and, and how they'll boast... Of the power that they have with God filled with the Holy Ghost. If you have any measure of power with God, please don't lose or abuse it, but get on your knees, turn on the keys. Come on, let's use it. Come on, can we thank God right now for the power that we have in the Holy Ghost? <laughs> Come on, if you're in this room right now, I want you to understand that you're, you're sitting in a limousine with a hundred horses under the hood, and you're living your life every day hitched to a pony, trying to pull you around with your head down, wondering, why am I going so slow? Why can't I make it? And all we have to do is get on our knees in prayer. All we have to do is turn to his word. Come on, and we turn the keys on to that engine, and we begin running in a way that God has this us for we're we're not living up to our standard we're not living up to the standard that God has for us we were meant for more we were meant for more we have to get this deep down inside of us that we were meant for more than this world tells us Then we have to settle for that God gives us the power to live an overcoming life Romans 15 and 13 says, May God, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. We were meant for more. There may have been a time, come on, that you walked in the flesh, that you lived according to this world, that you lived according to the things of this world but whenever you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost come on whenever you repent of your sins whenever you're baptized in Jesus name whenever you receive the power of the Holy Ghost you don't walk that way any longer you become a new creature you were created for greater than what was before whenever you speak demons have to listen whenever you lay hands come on sickness flees we are created to walk in the supernatural and to operate in the gifts of the Spirit, we were created for more than this world has to offer us. We were created for more. But Brother Lee, I, I really believe that that's just for the prophets and the spooky guys to operate in the gifts, to to do the supernatural. To lay hands on the sick and they recover. To 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 rebuke demons and they have to flee. That's, that, that's just for the prophets. That's just for the apostles. That's just for the guys that come in here and you don't want to look at them in the eye because you know that they're reading your book. All right. Don't pretend like you ain't never thought that before. I'm gonna throw my wife under the bus. Can I please? All right, thank you. <laughs> We've gone to services before. With real life, I mean, men of God, prophets that will look at you in the eye and will tell you exactly what you've done and where you need to straighten up and where you need to go. We'll be on our way to church and be like, all right, let's pray a prayer of repentance right now. (laughs) Lord, if there's anything in me, get it out. (laughs) We've been to those services. But I want you to know, I want you to know that it's not just for those men. But we have a power. We have an authority to operate in the supernatural and to do things that this world can't explain. We have that power. First Corinthians 12 and 4. I'm, I'm, I'm racing to a close. Why don't, why don't the musicians come? 1 Corinthians 12 and 4. Now, there are a variety of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are a variety of services, but the same Lord. And there are a variety of activities, but the same God Watch this. Who empowers them all in everyone. Stop sitting at home. Stop sitting on the pew. Stop sitting in your mess thinking, I've got to get to a preacher. I've got to get to a man of God. I need someone special to lay their hand on my head. And why don't you stand up and rebuke that thing in the name of Jesus and work through the power that's working within you. For you are able to do the miraculous. God has given you the power to live above sin sin my god has helped us we are meant for more but we've got to stop listening to the lies of the enemy we've got to stop listening to the lies of this world we've got to stop listening to the society around us just telling us that that's just emotion that there's nothing to that you've got to understand this book this bible is true and you have an authority to live above this world God saw more in regular things than what they understood they were designed for. Every disciple called by Jesus, he looked at them and he said, I know that you're a tax collector. I know that you're just a fisherman. I know that you just do this. I know that you just do that. I know that you're just a tent builder, that you're just a tent maker. But I want you to understand that I see more in your life that I want to give you. In our opening scripture, the donkey and the colt, we find where Jesus sends men into the city and they say, go and grab this donkey and this colt that are going to be tied up and bring them to me. I'm sure that they had a purpose. Somebody owned these animals that were going to work with them. They were going to plow the field and they were going to do work and they were going to provide for the community and they were going to bring food to the community and that people would live because of what they would receive from the work that these animals would do. But God said, Jesus looked at them and he said, you know what? I've got something more for these right here that I want them to do. Go and get them and bring them to me and forever. They may continue to plow the field. They may continue to do the work that they were designed to to do but forever they will be remembered as the ones who carried in Jesus whenever the palm leaves were flying come on they will always be remembered as the ones who did something greater than any other donkey and colt that we have ever seen there was something more for them they were meant for more you can do great things in your life. I want you to understand that you, you're going to work a job. You're going to get up every morning. You're going to go to work, and you're going to do great things. We've got some home builders in our in our church that are going to that build magnificent, beautiful homes. That they do great things. But God is looking at each and every one of us, saying, "Yeah, you may work your job. You may do these things." My well, brother Harrison, you may you may get up every day and go do a job that I wouldn't even know how to start with. I you you know the end from the beginning of flooring and I don't even know where to begin You, you know how to do these things you can do incredible work but God says Brother Harrison you may be doing that Steve, you may be doing that, but I've got something more for you also. I want you to understand, you're not a person that just lays floor. You're not just a flooring company. Come on. You're not just a dad. You're not just a husband. You're not just a a, a landowner. All right? But you are meant for more. You are meant for more. God has a plan for you, and that applies to every person that is in this house today. He wants us to live above what this world tells us that we are. He wants us. To live with the authority and the power that we have with Him. Brother Justin, just last week, Brother Lowe, last week, week before, he got called because of work to Oklahoma. Him and his family went down there, and while he was there, he taught a Bible study to a lady baptized her in the name of Jesus a family member of his that he was connected with there come on God looked at him and said you know what you're going to have to go to Oklahoma for work but I want you to understand brother Justin you're not just working on on documents and, and these things that you have to do whatever it is that you do for Boeing you're not just working on that but I've got more in store for you I've got another plan for you and each and every one of us can live our life that way If we understand that God prepares the way for us. I want you to stand with me today. There are two ways that we can find ourselves living our life. We can either live our life on our own without the Holy Ghost. Trying to make it. Okay. Thinking I can do this on my own. But never having the power and the authority to actually be who God has called you to be. And then there are those who have the Holy Ghost. Who have the Spirit working within them. That every day you get up and you listen to the lies of the enemy. That tell you that you do not have the power. That you do not have the authority. That you cannot do the things that God has called you to do. Both of these are detrimental to our spirit because God has called us for more. We have to get to a place that we are filled with the Spirit of God and that we are living every day according to His will and to His purpose. Today, if you are here and you have never repented of your sins... You have never been baptized in the name of Jesus going into that covenant relationship with Him. You can do that right here at this altar today. If you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking with other tongues, come on, that the Spirit, guys, the Spirit gives the utterance, you can receive that right here today and live with that power and that authority. But whether you receive it today or you received it 50 years ago, every one of us have to walk out of here with our mind made up. I have the power and I have the authority to live for more than this world tells me that I can live for. That I am meant for more. That God has more for me. I hesitate to share this this morning because I, I, I there's a huge clock back there. I can see the time. I know how long I've been preaching today, but. I, I want to I want to share this because this is the part of the basis of of where this came from. I, brother Davis, it's good to see you here with us today. I'm sure that you may be able to relate to this, but it feels like a lifetime ago. I, I was a police officer, and I'd gone through Bible college. I had gone back home. I was working as a youth pastor for my dad, and. I, uh, I I was working every day, uh, felt like every day as a police officer doing, doing that job. And I remember specifically on June 9th, 2012, I was sitting on the parking lot of a, uh, of a convenience store slash bar slash grocery store slash one of those little small town places you can go and do everything you need to. It's called the Mustang. And I was sitting there on that parking lot because something had just happened that caused me to realize how short life really was. I had answered a call one night of, a, of shots fired at this place, and that there was a man who had walked up to the door and started firing rounds into this into this bar through the back door. And because I was young and gung-ho and just ready to do what I feel like I was supposed to do. Man, I'm flying up the interstate, Wow, wow, getting up there, you know. And uh, I pull into the lot, and somebody points and says, he just went into that building right there. I ran over there, and I found the guy. They gave a great description, found the guy, got him handcuffed, got him arrested, put him in my car. And as we began to put everything together, we realized that just seconds before I pulled into the lot, that he had run over to that building and he had discarded the firearm. And then I pulled in. And he went into the building and I went and made contact with him. And I began to put together, there's there's much more to that story that he had made some threats and uh, had bomb-making materials and hand grenades and things in his house and, and all this stuff and the CMO Bomb squad came out And it was a, it was a big to do And I remember sitting there on that parking lot Thinking If I had been just a couple seconds earlier He would have been standing in that lot With that pistol With the decision to make And I may not have gone home that night And in that moment Now I'm, I was a police officer at the time But I was a man of God I was a minister I was working for the church That moment God spoke to me And he said I spared you tonight because I have more for you. I spared you tonight because I have more for you. I couldn't look down the spans of time to know where we would be, what we'd be doing and 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 the 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 roads that God would take us down. But there would be other situations that would happen in my life that would that would that God would speak that back to me again. They're they're all revolved around this this world of law enforcement that I was in. I'm so thankful uh, that God has has helped me to to not be in that dangerous work any longer. But. I, one night I, I, I pull over a car again after another shot's fired call and I pull over a car and this guy's reaching under his seat and I go to uh, I, I'm trying to, to get him out of the car and I get him out and we handcuff him the, the whole nine yards and I go back and I search the car later and there's a pistol under that seat and he makes the statement to us bold if I could have got that gun I was going to shoot you and in that moment God spoke to me again this was after what happened here God spoke to me again I've spared you because I have more for you. I was in a motor vehicle accident one night. Again, while working. Woo. It's crazy stuff. Spun out of control through a median. Almost got took out by an 18-wheeler. You go back and watch the, the, the dash cam video. It's a horrific accident. And in that moment, afterwards, I'm sitting in the hospital bed. And I'm just laying there. And I'm thinking, God, thank you for sparing me, and again, boom, he hits me. I spared you because I have more for you. Again, I was unable to look through the spans of time and know where God was taking us and that I would one day be in full-time ministry and that we would be planting a church and, and that, that, that we'd be seeing people baptized and filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost and, and all of these things would be happening and, and I'm still, I don't care what you say I'm still young, there's still a lot left for me I don't know what this road is all going to hold but I know that God spared me in times because he had more for me I was meant for more Than to just be a police officer on the street every day. I was meant for more than what this world told me that I had to be. And I'm here to tell you today. That you are meant for more. Than what you are right now. And what the world makes you feel that you have to be right now. That you are meant for more. That you are meant to have the Holy Ghost within you that you are meant to be able to repent of your sins that you are meant to be able to be baptized in Jesus name to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and then to walk every day of your life with the power and the authority that comes with that to live over sin and this world you're meant for more you're meant for more you're meant to be able to go to work and to go to the grocery store and not just do the things that, that you feel like you're there to do, but to be walking in the spirit and let the Spirit speak to you and show you what God is trying to do in your life. You are meant to, for more than, than living in depression and living hurt and living in places that you that you don't even know how you're going to make it each and every day. You cry yourself to sleep and you get up in the morning not wanting to live. You're meant for more than that. You're meant for more. Today, what I want us to do, all those who will, I want us to come around this front. I want us to lift hands and I want us to pray that God would help us to understand who we are today. I want us to pray that God would help us to know what he has called us to be. That God would give us the strength and the power. That that, that that spirit would activate within us and would work within us to do the work that God has called us to do. Can we do that today? Can we do that today? Can we live our life according to what God has for us? Can we declare to the Lord right now, God, I'm willing. I'm willing to live, Lord. I'm willing to live above this world. I'm willing to live further than what this world tells me that I can live. I'm willing to live, Lord, more than what this world and what the enemy has convinced me that I can be. I know that you have plans for me, God. I know that you have things for me that I cannot even understand. But, Lord, right now, God, give me strength. Help me, Lord, to do what you have called me to do. In the name of Jesus, Lord, help us, God. In the name of Jesus, come on, call out to him right now.